pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. I'll be honest with you, Steve. I don't want to do this bit. It's just far too hot. Look, look. Can you see? Can you see my sweat? I started off yeah. in the show. I tell you that it's okay to get a shed. Don't get a shed. Don't get a shed. Just sit outside. But we can't sit outside when we're recording something like this, yeah, Simon, true. because your neighbours will hear. It'll spoil the episode for them. They're trying to enter the competitions early, yeah. um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, hot show this week. Uh, and after, yeah, I, I'm sorry about last week. I did feel, I did feel bad letting people down. I, I lugged my microphone down to Cornwall, um, uh, but yeah, just you know, I get frustrated in, in the shed, and we've got fibre internet plugged in, and yeah, I. Well, I it, was the, it was the right call, I think. Was it? Um, what did you? I'm, what What did you do instead? With Sunday? What did evening? I do instead? I genuinely don't know. I think, uh, I think I watched an episode of Russian Doll, and I think I did some work. So, thank you, Simon, for giving that time back to me, allowing me to catch up on my leisure time and my work. Um, yeah, I was going to say I, I think that there may be some audio problems this month as well. <laughs> Sorry, this week uh, because my uh, my because of my fan because it's so hot here. Uh- I can't hear it. Mm, I can. We'll see whether the listeners can or not, and I will find out when I have to edit the show in a second. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Anything that we haven't been able to talk about on the show or shouldn't talk about on the show? What, for legal reasons? Yeah, for legal or personal reasons? No, uh, but just to expand upon what you do say, we are looking to record the show uh as live uh, with mm. um, uh, a way of uh, our listeners joining as we record, you too will be able to see the sheen on my forehead, <laughs> uh, which will be a thrill, um, and hopefully it'll be an easier way of getting some guests in. So we must look into that. Yeah. Other things we need to do, I'm going to say out loud, Steve, we need to sort the bank account out. We, we really to- <laughs> do. Like, we really do. Because we're directors of that company. Yep. And we, we could go to jail. We could and go to prison. We could go to prison because... But I did find the One Life Left bank card the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I found it. Interesting. I got. Did I tell you about the message that I got from Robert Wells? No. Uh, he said, oh, hi, Simon. Um, Steve said to get in touch with you to say that his card doesn't work, so can you buy something for me on the One Life Left card? <laughs> and I went... That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, and I went, this is exactly the sort of thing that a scammer would say, isn't it, Robert Wells? Uh, fortunately, I, I don't know. I've, it's, it's been many, many years since I've had access to a One Life Left credit card. Well, we need to sort that out. That's another thing we need to do. What else? Uh, that was it, I that think. That was it. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, but but ultimately, under under the headline, don't go to prison. Yeah, so our you know, listeners who are listening to this, you've got to hold us to that. Like, and we will see you on the Discord at 7 p.m. next Sunday, where we will be, where we'll be broadcasting. I will sort that bit out, Simon. You sort the bank account bit. Oh no, no, no! Can I? Can well, I do the? Can I do the easy thing? Do you think it's easy? Oh, well, I believe that there's some software that's quite easy to use, isn't there? The isn't there? There is a trailing question that can lead to a lot of okay, heartache. Okay, how about can I do none of it? I'm stressed <laughs> up to the eyeballs. Well, honestly, I've been feeling anxious today about all the stuff I've got to do next week. I mean, week. It, I, I mean it's all good. It's all good. Same. It's, 
I'm going to see Carly Rae Jepsen on Monday. With my partner? I know. And I'm anxious about that for many reasons. Right. Well, have a nice time, won't you? I'll, I will be working. Trying to find out where the One Life Left bank cards are. Well, give her the card, then I can spend it on Tuesday. All right, deal. Okay, all right, good. Right, enjoy Carly Rae Jepsen, won't you? I, w- I will do my best. I'm very excited about it, but, yeah, again, anxious about everything at the moment. But I will hopefully see you on Wednesday. Anyway. Yes, fingers crossed. Uh, but until then, uh, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Thanks for listening to Minus D's catch-up. I've not spoken to him for two weeks, so uh, we appreciate you <laughs> allowing <laughs> us to conduct our business. Um, we will get better at this, uh, but here's this week's show. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, and I am sweltering Simon Byron. It is so hot, Simon. What are you wearing, Steve? I noticed when you went went up to uh, look for your phone just a moment ago, I couldn't see how long the bottom half of your clothing was. Are you wearing shorts? (laughs) I am wearing shorts. Okay, nice. Well, I didn't get the benefit of your knees. Sadly. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's a rare Steve Curran shorts appearance. What about you? Yep, same. Well, Nothing. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's shorts at most in weather like this, isn't it? <laughs> shorts feel formal. It is ridiculously hot. My parents have been visiting this weekend and I've been wandering around uh, London with them, uh, going to places for food and to look at fun things. And I've never felt more like a tourist in my own city. Oh. Uh, because of the weather, uh, because it just it changes the atmosphere of everything. What have you been up to? Well, I uh, I messed up last week, Steve, didn't I? Uh, we had to skip a week due to mm. I was going to say my inadequacies, but if that caused us to skip shows, we wouldn't be doing them, would we? But it's, um, <laughs> no, I went to Cornwall uh, for a few days. I uh, uh, Kate and I and Ramona went down with some other families. Uh, one of their relatives has this big house in a place called New Polzeth. Uh, and so we went down there. So it was three families. I worked from Cornwall quite successfully, actually. I got a lot of work done. Um, but what I couldn't do was broadcast from Cornwall, sadly. Uh, I just couldn't get the setup working to a state that I thought would not frustrate us. So I had to uh, postpone at the last minute, um, sadly. But yeah, that's where I've been. Steve... We've been talking about my shorts, but you are now looking at a man who owns a wetsuit. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I know. That'll uh, help with you fishing things out of the canal. Won't it just? Yeah. I I, I mean, <laughs> this isn't a podcast about wetsuits, uh, thankfully, but it's, it's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done. I had to... Um, I went... So this was on the Saturday and the Sunday. and on the, So on the Saturday, I didn't go in the water and everybody else did. And I thought... You know, it seems a shame to come this far. And it is far. Like, how can you get to Bristol and you're not even halfway where you're going? Doesn't um, make sense. It doesn't Geographically, make- <laughs> that puts you in the Atlantic. <laughs> it does. Uh, and so Sunday, I popped out. What did I pop out? Get some provisions. And I I, uh, I quickly dived into the surf shop. And um, I was on a bit of a timer, right, because it was a pound for 30 minutes or three pounds for an hour, right? As a short stay car park. So I was on the clock, ran into the surf shop, saw a man in there. I'm going to say man. He wasn't a man. He was a child. I said, I want to buy a wetsuit. He said, great. What do you want? I said, one that's not massively expensive. So we ran, he ran through some options. He gave me one and he said, uh, go and try this on. Have you, ever, have you ever worn a wetsuit? I have, yes. They're hard to get on, aren't they? <laughs> Depends how much Vaseline you put on yourself first, Simon. I had no Vaseline. Um, what I did have was uh, some sweat. It was a hot day. 
um, I had some warnings where he said, um, watch out for the front of it. It's easy to put your fingers through it. And if you do that, you're going to have to buy it. So I'm already terrified about how to mm. sort of pull it on. And I'm trying to get it over. And then I got I got my legs in, pulled it up uh, over my shorts because, uh, uh, yeah, you have to take your clothes off to get in them. And I pulled it up and I got it up to my shoulders and sort of just eased myself. And then I got sort of, I was all on the verge of of having a, like like a panic attack. I was like, this isn't good. And I had, mm. to, I had to just take a few moments, just go, look, you just, this is fine. You're just in a surf shop, half, <laughs> half in a wetsuit. Um, anyway, got it on, zipped it up, walked out of the changing room. Genuinely true. I said, what do you reckon then? He said, you got it on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, I went, me? I, was, I said, oh, God, I said, don't. Don't tell anybody about. It. He said, "No, no, I, sh- I should have told you before." I went. I, I went in. And I said, "Okay." I went. I went, but it fits though, doesn't it? I, like, I don't have to try that on again, do I? And he said, "Yeah, you really should." Um, <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, I now own a wetsuit. Thanks very much. Was I, it Anne? Was it Anne who? I think it was Anne who went on a ship and borrowed some kind of weatherproof jacket for that. Something that someone else had previously worn, anyway, and put her hands in the pockets and found an egg. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you, I mean, obviously, you could make a very long list of things that you wouldn't want to find in the pockets of something that had been worn by someone previously. But I think also an egg would be up there. You don't want to put your hands and just feel that hard-boiled egg. It was. It was, it was was it hard boiled? That's the story in my head. Like, I think it was just, yeah, just a hard boiled egg, peeled. I imagine. Ooh, no thanks. I well, I didn't leave anything in the wetsuit. I actually didn't buy that one because it turned out the one you put it on the right way, it left too much of a gap across my neck, so I had to buy another one. Uh, so yeah, I own one wetsuit, and uh, I'm a man of one wetsuit and nine toenails. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> I lost a toenail on the first day as well in a in a in a ball throwing accident. So yeah, it's been an eventful week. What about you, Steve? Well, nothing like any of that. Uh, as I said, I've been you know, enjoying in heavy air quotes the weather around London. Uh, this weekend, um, had a couple of nice evenings at the cricket over the last couple of weeks. Had one of those traumatic last over defeats, you know, where it's the hope that kills you. Uh, that problem with sport. What it didn't know, what the the gods when they were rolling those dice didn't know was, I secretly didn't want to have to go to Birmingham for the finals day anyway. Uh, so that worked out for everyone concerned. Um, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a nice week. I've been playing a lot of video games as well, or at least a lot of video game, um, a specific game that I've been playing, uh, and a very very old game as well. I may have played some other things. Uh, I need to have a look at my Steam account to see see what I've been up to. Oh, I guess the other news is that I've fallen for Noiter again. Oh. I know. Welcome home. <laughs> That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. Um, you'll be pleased to know that in this sweltering heat, uh, with these familial commitments uh, that I've been getting on with today, I have looked at the new- I've looked at the news zero times and I've found zero news stories. I mean, that will happen. If you don't look, you will find nothing. <laughs> it's cause and effect, Simon. I guess so. I guess so. Well, I've got your back, Steve. Thank you. Luckily, I want to make a joke about the wetsuit, the back-to-front yeah, thing. Exactly. I've got your... Fr- yeah. I, d- I don't know whether that's your front or the back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Here's the news. The one that I missed, Steve, and I saw that you'd been, uh, somebody highlighted it to you, uh, but I was diligently working. I was ready to do the news last week. Uh, <laughs> and the one story that I had, which was written specifically for you, uh, earmarked, or bookmarked, I should say. I know what this story is. From businessinsider.com. Die hard Nintendo fans spent over $40,000 buying stock 
and then asked top executives why the company won't make more of a fan favourite <laughs> series. A gamer said he spent over 5.6 million Japanese yen on Nintendo stock and used his opportunity to ask a question during the Japanese Game and Giants annual shareholder meeting Wednesday about a fan favourite se- series he wants to see revived, wrote Travis Clark. The fan asked Shunto Furukawa, the president of Nintendo, whether the company had considered relaunching some fan favourite game franchises, specifically F-Zero, which was a racing game series that hasn't had a new entry since 2004. The fan, who is based in Japan and used an online translator to communicate, told Insider over Twitter direct messages that he bought 100 shares at 56,430 yen a share in February after selling his stock in another company. He wished to remain anonymous for privacy, but his Twitter handle translates to Momiji. He told Insider he was a diehard Nintendo fan. After buying one unit of stock, he got the opportunity to tend shareholder meeting, but he said that it wasn't guaranteed to be able to ask a question. That was just a bonus. <laughs> I've been playing Nintendo games since I was a child. Momiji told Insider, among all... That sense of speed in F-Zero is the best. Uh, the gaming site, the gaming news site, VGC, translated Furukawa's response, which Momiji said was an accurate interpretation. It is realistically difficult to develop new titles and remakes, including sequels, for every Nintendo game that people request. But we're very grateful and appreciate the expectations are fantastic for our games. Oh, that is almost a form letter, isn't it, in uh, response? How do you feel about that answer? Like I feel it is, <laughs> it's nothing, isn't it? It's not really an answer. It is the answer you would expect as a fan, uh, which the guy is, admittedly, but like who just writes uh, an email. Uh, it's the answer you'd expect Nintendo's Twitter account to give if I complained, you know, <laughs> for example, arbitrarily through some secret Twitter accounts I might or might not have and send them, you know, seven or eight times a year messages uh, that were polite enough to not result in me getting banned, but, you know, strongly worded, requesting a new F-Zero. Because that's what I want. Doesn't feel like it's worth 40 grand, does it? No. Um, if I had put 40 grand into this rather than a you know, certain amount of my free time, then I would, uh, I would feel <laughs> a little aggrieved by that. But, you know, he still has the shares so he can sell them again. Uh, and... Uh, or buy more, and maybe his question will get a a better response next time. I mean, to be fair, the question, the response is also accurate, and I I I I don't see them making an F zero anytime soon because I don't see what's in it for them. Really, uh, there are other companies making their own versions of F zero, and the profit in those sort of single player experiences is not the kind of profit that most shareholders are after. I was just looking at the share price there. I think, when was this? Uh, I don't know when their meeting was. Uh, 56. It's trading at 57,000, almost 58,000. So he won't have got uh, F0, but he will have made a very small profit. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right. Story number two. Uh, from videogameschronicle.com posted by Tom Ivan Sony Interactive Entertainment has confirmed plans to remove previously purchased video content from the video libraries of some PlayStation users as spotted by Flat Panels HD the, the decision will impact German and Austrian users who purchased Studio Canal content via the PlayStation Store 314 pieces of video content will be removed in Germany and 137 will be removed in Austria next month, Sony said in a legal notice posted on PlayStation's website in both countries. As of August 31st, 2022, due to our evolving licensing agreements with content providers, you will no longer be able to view your previously purchased Studio Canal content and it will be removed from your video library, reads a translation of the message. Last month, Sony announced that the PlayStation Store would stop offering TV and movie content for purchase or rental on August 31st, 2021. However, it said existing purchases would still be available to access. SIE's head of video business, Vanessa Lee, said at the time that the decision was driven by the growth of streaming services on PS4 and PS5. Sorry, the story then trails off. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, that's bad. That's awful, isn't it? That is terrible. So these are... uh Pieces. These are videos that people have paid for, movies. downloaded movies. movies I did that, see. A, I saw a list somewhere, um, and it was some pretty, pretty big movies that you know people will have bought. 
Are they standing to get any kind of refund or anything? No mention of that uh, whatsoever. I do like the way this is framed as, uh, what is the sentence, due to our evolving license. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I'm not sure that that sounds like evolution to me. Uh, Well, I I guess it could evolve into being non-existent. Um, (laughs) uh, What... um, struck me where is this uh i was reading today on the internet however that um oh it's not it's a side scrolling one isn't it um there has been over the last day or two uh, a posting about uh an assassin's creed game um what's the side scrolling one called can you remember i no idea i don't know um here we go um assassin's creed liberation um so this was the uh it's not in the main uh series of assassin's creed games i don't believe um but yeah within the last day or so um ubisoft have announced that assassin's creed liberation which is now um, as of today not being sold on steam um at the request of the publisher um but there's a uh there's a post on steam which states and and this is quite common right and there are games that you've been able to buy um that are no longer um available for new purchases famously outrun um i think um you know four guys pilgrim was like that for a while wasn't it yep um so assassin's creed liberation which up until last week was actively being uh, pushed in the Steam summer sale, right? So it was being actively published. Um, uh, there's a uh, there's a notice that says at the request of the publisher of Assassin's Creed Liberation HD is no longer available to sale on Steam. There's another notice underneath this that says, notice, please note that this title will not be accessible following September the 1st, 2022. Accessible in what sense? Well, I- I'm guessing that means playable. Oh, Um, I mean, that's very different to not letting new people download it. Absolutely. I don't think I've seen this before. Mm. Um, uh, Yeah, very, 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 very strange and very, very bad practice. I mean, I know, you know, people talk about when you buy a game digitally um, uh, that, you know, that you are really getting a license to play it. And, and we sort of accept that, that that license comes and goes when formats become obsolete or the store shuts down. But in this instance, a game that I believe you could buy uh, at a discount last week, um, it's now saying that, that in uh, under two months, you will no longer be able to play it. That's so weird, though. Uh, not for all the reasons that it's obviously weird, but also it's a Ubisoft published title of Ubisoft IP, right? So, yeah, I don't know what could be going on there. Um, is that so? That's on Steam, right? Yep. But Ubi have their own store as well, don't they? Ubi Connect. You, does UPlay still exist, or that's the no? It's called UPlay. It's called Ubi Ubi Connect. Ubi Connect. And is it? Uh, <laughs> Has anyone checked to see if the, That's the conditions question. are the same there? I have not. I have uh, not either. But even so, if you bought it on Steam, presumably that means you won't be able to play it on Ubisoft Connect. No, I'm just curious whether this is a, a specific Steam licensing, you know, thing, uh, or whether it, you know, heralds a change in policy for Ubisoft when it comes to releasing games on Steam. Well, they, they, they did announce recently that they're turning off the multiplayer component for a number of their old games, and, and some mm-hmm. of those games are actually quite recent. But, yeah, I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, <laughs> but, but proceed with caution is what I would say. All right, story three. <laughs> uh, NPD... The MPD Group has tipped Elden Ring to end 2022 as the best-selling title in the US market. MPD manalist Matt 
Piscatella made the prediction in a blog reflecting on games industry sales in the first half of the year and looking forward to the remaining six months of 2022. Elden Ring will finish as 2022's best-selling premium game in the US market, marking only the third time since 2009 that a Call of Duty franchise release does not leave the market, he wrote. Uh, He then then predicted what the top-selling games in the US would be, but interestingly... He listed them in alphabetical order. <laughs> <laughs> go on, man. Go analyst, out. Go out. Go out a limb. <laughs> right. What do you think those are going to be, Steve? I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I, I, I genuinely have no handle on on this at all. Well, uh, what, what's the they are Call of FIFA. Duty. Uh, no, not doesn't get a mention. Um, oh, Call, oh, Call of Duty was the one I was going to say because that was in the article. So. Call of, Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, uh, God of War, Ragnarok, Gotham Knights. Uh, okay. looks, op- looks optimistic to me, Matt. From what, what I've seen, um, Horizon Forbidden West, Lego Star Wars, the Star- Skywalker Saga, Madden NFL Twenty Three. Yeah, don't forget this is just in the states. NBA Two Two K Twenty Three, Pokemon Legends, uh, and Pokemon Scarlet Stroke Violet. There we go, Steve. Glimpse into the future. There. These are the chart toppers. Uh, we'll be able to enjoy for the rest of the year. Those are all console games, right? There's no PC exclusives in that list. No, I don't think so. So is that the way... I, I mean, I literally have no handle on this at all. Do most games ship on console? Like, how? what is the skew between console, PC, and, and, and uh, you know the various console formats? What, in terms of sales split? Just, yeah. How many games? I, I don't know. I've never thought about this before, but I don't know how many, you know, whether a PlayStation 4 and 5 release typically sells more than a PC game release. Yeah, I mean, you've got... Um, uh, Steam has got a very, very active uh, user base. Um, it's mm. like 120, 130 million, something like that. Um, uh, and so... Generally, I think uh, if you've got if all things are considered equal, then you will typically sell more on PC than you would do on console. There, there will be some differences where they are uh, format exclusives or co-marketing deals or um, mm-hmm. things like that. But generally speaking, I think you'll, you will sell the most on PC. I suppose most of those games are cross cross format. So Call of Duty will exist on on all of them. So will Madden. Um, but I wonder about games. You know those breakthrough games like V Rising, where suddenly it seems like everybody has those, and it seems like, yeah, I'm I'm just slightly surprised that there isn't a PC uh, only title on there, uh, but maybe that speaks to my naivety rather than the analyst's accuracy. Well, let's find out, shall we? Uh, what happens at the end of the year? I'm going to count them all. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We're going to have a we're going to have a sales off with Matt on the final <laughs> of the year. All right, story uh, four. I mean, a strange one, this, um, mm. and not particularly nice. Uh, Kojima Productions has threatened legal action against those falsely linking game designer Hideo Kojima to this week's assassination of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. On Friday, wow. Abe was assassinated while delivering a speech for Japan's upcoming elections. A suspect was arrested at the scene and is admitted to the shooting. However, social media posts comparing the alleged assassin's appearance to Kojima led to serious instances of misinformation. On Twitter, a far-right politician, uh, Damien Ryu, retweeted images of Kojima with the comment, The extreme left kills. Uh, the tweet was eventually deleted. The politician eventually published an apology. I naively took a joke for information. He wrote, I didn't think we could make humour about the assassination man, but I was wrong uh, not to check before sharing. My apologies to Hideo Kojima and to, fa- to fans of Metal Gear. In some countries, the false link even made the news. In Greece, a news broadcast showed images of the Metal Gear Solid designer whilst discussing Shinzo Abe's alleged killer. An Iranian news agency is also alleged to have used images of Kojima when covering the assassination. On Friday, the incident caused Hideo Kojima to trend on Twitter as some 35,000 tweets discussed video game developer, 
video game developer Hideo Kojima misidentified as the suspected shooter. While Kojima Productions did not immediately acknowledge the situation on Saturday, it published a statement claiming it would consider legal action against some cases of fake news. Kojima Productions strongly condemns the spread of fake news and rumours that convey false information. It said, we do not tolerate such libel and will consider taking legal action in some cases. So, uh, yeah, I mean, awful story. Um, and it just bizarre uh, linking, you know, what we are used to. Um, some tragedies being linked linked to video games, um, usually uh, without justification. But this one certainly, uh, you know, can you imagine what it must have been like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, horrifying in all respects. I, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what the best way to handle something like this is, if you are in that situation as Kojima, because you end up suffering that uh, you, uh, the Streisand effect thing by saying no stop doing this stop doing this and then suddenly people who aren't aware like i I had no idea about this um and yeah i I think actually that's quite that's phrased quite well in the the way they've said they will look to take legal actions to get legal action against some people may take legal action against some people because you're not saying i'm going to sue the internet uh for saying this which just makes every twitter troll out there do another Photoshop job on it. But it does mean that, listen, you're basically saying, yeah, 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 you have your fun, but news agencies watch out because that's not okay. And we know how this sort of stuff happens on, a, on the news agency side, right? It's it's not a news reporter or even the news reporter attached to that piece getting things wrong, particularly. It's whoever's job it is to image search and they've gone onto Twitter and looked for that and then the algorithm has spat up the wrong photo and then they've looked for a cleaner version of that photo and they've found the thing. And it shouldn't happen, but it does happen because uh, everybody takes shortcuts uh, in their line of work. And it's just sometimes those shortcuts lead to a very, very dark place indeed. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, obviously, um, lessons to be learned um and uh yeah let's hope that uh, people are more diligent in the future talking of photos though uh, and continuing the gripe former sonic team head yuji naka has posted another twitter rant about the development of balan wonderworld following, oh, I love his, these. following <laughs> his decision following his decision to edit an old photo to remove his creative partner on that <laughs> I game i saw this did you i saw this <laughs> like it was oh my god high school petty like it was incredible i was so pleased for him (laughs) like that he is in such an you know an fu state of mind right now that he's like i don't care what people say about me i'm gonna do this amazing Naka posted a tweet on Tuesday to celebrate the 26th anniversary of Sonic Team's critically acclaimed Saturn, Night, Saturn game Nights into Dreams. His tweet included a photo of the presentation at which Nights was first announced, but Naka had edited the photo to remove Naoto Osh- Oshima from it. Oshima, I mean, that's, that's, that's... Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. I'm quite excited about this no. new story. Edited to remove him from it implies some kind of subtlety, right? It's like, yeah. a, you know, doctoring of the past where you might... Yeah, maybe use some AI algorithm to just remove him from the photo, but that's not what's happened, is it? He's literally just like cut him out of the photo, so there is a human-shaped hole in the photo. <laughs> like you don't look at it and think you, your attention is drawn to the hole. Like you don't you, you don't look at Naka and all the other smiling photos. You look at what's happened there. <laughs> Why are they do? It's brilliant. Um, a number of Naka's Twitter followers pointed out um, Oshima's re- removal from the photo, causing Naka to l- later explain his actions in a series of tweets. How would you <laughs> Which feel? presumably he's had queued up, because there's no way you can put that photo out there and not expect someone to go. What, why, is there, why is there a person missing? What's going on? Well, so then you have your tweet storm and you're like, ready, send. How would Since you, you feel? How would you feel if you were suddenly removed from a game that you had worked hard on for over two years, and when you went to court, you found out that they had been talking about me behind my back in court documents, <laughs> and that is why I was removed from the game? Naka asked. I mean, that's a good question, isn't it? Because that's something that many of us have faced. How, how, would, how would you, you feel? feel? <laughs> game creators create games with care for, for people who play them. Don't you think that people and companies that cannot take care of games are no good? Instead of talking behind my back. Don't you think you should tell them directly before removing them? 
What would you do if you were to be ill for a long time and unable to do anything because of it? And how would you feel if you were the director of an unfinished game and it was heavily criticised? Uh, this is from VideoGamesChronicle.com uh, and they continue. Reaction to Naka's tweets has been mixed with a number of users pointing out that Naka had reportedly been mainly responsible for the cancellation of Saturn title Sonic Extreme, the development of which allegedly made some of its US studios so ill that one designer was told he only had six months to live. Uh, so there you go. Um, I mean, when, when Naka says rhetorically, I assume, what would you do? I am happy to provide an answer, uh, which is I would do exactly what he has done here. I would take a photo. I would, you know, remove the person who had aggrieved me and queue up a tweet storm. But then I would never post the photo in the first place because I'd bottle it. I'd lose my nerve and I'd be like, oh, don't, yeah, it's probably going to cause me a headache. But to his credit, or, or, you know, the opposite, he has gone through with it and posted it and I am delighted for him well let's hope that nobody wrongs you Steve that you have oh, a, I mean, f- that you have a photo of as well look in my drafts folder Simon there are so many poorly edited photos in there ready to go uh, yeah <laughs> fantastic good stuff uh, is that the end of the news that's the end of the news thanks Simon one life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, broadcasting from a very, very, very hot UK. You may be able to hear the sound of my fan in the background. How are you keeping cool, Simon? Uh, Honestly, Steve, I am dripping in sweat. Really? How's your shed holding up in this heat? Yeah, it does get hot um, because the way that the sun moves, uh, it's very cool in the morning, really lovely and cool the shed is. But in the afternoon, the sun sets uh, on a, um, over to my right, where the door is and where the window is. Just heats it up. I've had I've had the doors and windows open all all day just to get a little bit of, um, of, of air in here. But I've had to close them so that the neighbours don't get a preview of the radio show. They should wait. Yes, we're neighbours <laughs> and yes, we're friends. But they should wait with everyone else for the show rather than just try and listen in. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it holds up pretty poorly actually, Steve. I am damp. <laughs> You know, I've been uh, looking into getting a shed. I heard about this, actually. Did you? I did hear about this, yeah. You in a WhatsApp group, Steve Shed? I'm not, no, I, I generally uh, stay out of WhatsApp groups uh, wherever mm. possible. Same. Um, so that when somebody tells me what's going on in those WhatsApp groups, I go, if I wanted to know what was going on, I would be in that WhatsApp group. Um, 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. I, like, you know how people said, you know, I heard during COVID, the thing that really brought everyone together. Thank goodness we had this technology. Thank good we had the goodness we had all these WhatsApp groups, so we can have that social aspect. You know, it kept me sane during uh, COVID. I think the only thing that kept me sane during COVID was knowing those things existed, and I was not in them. Well, I'm not sure whether this uh, your shed was discussed in a group or in private messages, but I understand mm. that somebody close to you has been asking somebody close to me. Uh, <laughs> For shed specs. <laughs> because, you know, someone close to me has been saying, uh, I can say this because someone close to me doesn't listen to the radio show, and I suspect someone close to you uh, doesn't anymore either, but my, may pretend to. We'll find out, won't we, whether this has been clipped from the show or yeah. not. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I keep hearing from other people, you know, yeah, well, if you want to be cold in the winter and too hot in the summer, 
uh, you know, you do you. But I'm like, I, I'm not particularly... I don't want to be too cold. I don't, know, don't want to be too hot. But that played off with the idea of pure isolation. Oh, look, there are... There are a few days a year where it is too hot, and I suspect there'll be a few more this coming week. Um, but I've got blackout curtains, uh, which I can claim, Steve, I'm pulling to try and keep some of the heat out, but obviously it just protects, <laughs> protects the nosy but the uh, nosy parkers. I'm trying to look at my screen. Uh, I also do have a, an uh, portable air conditioning unit as well. Um, it does get cold in the winter. It does get hot in the summer. It's not unbearable. The positives far outweigh the negatives. And... You know, as long as you buy one that's got insulation in it, you're going to be fine. Come and get. Well, come you've got build. a wetsuit as well. <laughs> exactly. Come and build one next to mine. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? Mate, we could be. Uh, um. Anyway, this is one life left for a video game radio show. Uh, you are either listening to the radio version on Resonance 104.4 FM, or you're listening to our podcast, which you can find at www.onelifeleft.com. There you can read the show notes, uh, which include information on the show alongside a brilliantly thought-up title, all provided by our under-caretaker, Phil. Thank you very much, Phil. He also provides a link to our Discord, uh, which is a chat channel where you can hang out with us, ask questions, Post letters, which we will read out in a second, or even imminently, ideally, possibly, maybe in the future, listen to the show as we record it, uh, because we are planning to do that from, I don't know, next week? From the future. From the future. <laughs> What's going to be this week? Might be next week, but soon. So get on the Discord, find the link in the show notes, join us there. I think it might be time for those letters, D8. Let's do the letters. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. Okay, Simon, what do we have in the inbox? Well, in the inbox, since... Thanks, Chris, for sending it in good time for last week's show that didn't happen. Uh, but it's still there and it's still relevant, I hope. Chris Conroy writes, subject considerably richer than you. Dear team and SSG, through their opinions programme, Google have been slowly collecting even more of my data than is probably healthy. But in return, I've amassed 10, brackets 10, exclamation mark, pounds of credit for the Play Store. What game would you spend this money on if you were as wealthy as I am? Your credit collecting correspondent, Chris Conroy. Chris, what a time to ask that question. On this, the week that uh, Dicey Dungeons was finally released on Android, uh, which I picked up, um, even though I own it on PC and Switch. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic game in a very convenient form. I would thoroughly recommend it. Seven out of ten. It's got uh, new content as well, hasn't it? Dicey Dungeons. Got, it's got the Reunion DLC, uh, I believe. Um, I think that's in the Android version. I haven't got that far yet. Secondly, my recommendation... Hold on. Wait a second. This is Mm -hmm. the third time you've bought this. Mm -hmm. How far through the game have you (laughs) I've never finished it. Okay. Um, The other recommendation I'd give is something that I I found myself in a a similar position, Chris, uh, last year, where I had bought a smartwatch, uh, and with it came uh, £75 worth of Google Play credits. And I thought... What on earth am I going to be spending that on? Uh, and so it sat in my Google wallet for ages, uh, slowly being depleted by the £1.20, I think it is, ransom that Google charges me to uh, to uh, not delete my photos. Um, when I noticed towards the end of last year, and I'm really surprised that this uh, I hadn't spotted this, given how avidly uh, uh, myself, Kate, and others play the physical board game, but the Android version of dominion was released the official app um now again we were talking about lockdown uh we used to uh play the browser-based version of dominion um during lockdown uh in lieu of there being an official app turns out that there is uh, and it was launched quite quietly um a cross-platform um official version which is free it's free steve to play um that you can download on steam you can download on android you can download on ios um but they sell the expansions um and uh it's a game that has had many many expansions uh a few of which i own in real life but i had something to waste all that money not waste all that money on i have spent 
and, and bear in mind that £75 of this was free, in inverted commas. But I have spent over £100 on expansions for, the, for this game, uh, which wow. I can thoroughly, thoroughly recommend. It was the original deck builder. Um, you can have a really good game on your own. Um, you know, the problems with the browser-based version is that you had to be online. So uh, with this, you can get it on your tablet, on your phone. Uh, you can play against uh, decent AI. Or uh, you can invite friends to join. And as long as one of you owns the expansions, uh, you can all enjoy uh, access to them. Uh, so it is brilliant. So Dicey Dungeons first. Uh, I don't think you'll have quite enough left over to buy one expansion. But uh, <laughs> download it, see how you get on, and maybe put the rest uh, towards... Um, well, I guess I guess the first expansion you've got to buy is Intrigue. Uh, but, um, yeah, see see how you get on with that. Hello, team, and SSG, right, Zubair. Happy Sunday. It's time for the summer holidays, and I'm off to cook in the sun for 11 days. What game shall I play on the beach while I keep an eye on my two little ones? I have the Nintendo handhelds at my disposal. Love the show, Zubair. Well, Dicey Dungeons is a good answer for that, right? Yep, a uh, fantastic, um, uh, yeah, a fantastic uh, dice. Uh, I mean, it's effectively a deck builder itself, um, but it doesn't have any cards in it. Um, Presumably there's a, a Fire Emblem that I haven't played that's really good on uh, on the Switch at this point, right? Well, there's certainly a Fire Emblem. Uh, three Houses, <laughs> is it called? Um, that strikes me as a good answer, like, for... Because uh, Fire Emblem, to me, is, like, holiday literature right it's it's long goes on forever the story's a bit rubbish probably but pulpy enough to keep you interesting uh, interested and it's a game you can you know you can pick up and play in chunks because it's turn-based if you need to keep an eye on your two little ones uh, then you can pay attention as much or as little as you like that feels like uh, you know rhythmically quite a good game for that kind of experience Yep, um, I would add in um, Slay the Spire. Uh, you don't need a Nintendo handheld for that to play it. Of course, that's also on your phone. Um, uh, yeah, I've not played. I've I've not had a summer game uh, for a long, 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 long time. Um, I've got very fond memories of finishing the Metal Gear Game Boy Color whilst on a holiday <laughs> once. It's a full Metal Gear game, uh, but it was on the Game Boy Color. You know, it had boss fights, it had stinger missiles, it had the usual I guess, sniping in it. I remember being a lot of fun. I remember finishing that in the sun. Um, but in terms of uh, yeah, having a summer game, that's a, that's a pleasure I've not been able to enjoy yeah. recently. I don't know when the last time I had a holiday was, uh, genuinely. So I guess... Um I guess there may not be one for me, but I did just book a holiday for September. Where are you so, going? Uh, I'm going to Italy. All uh, inclusive? With the lads? Going, uh, with my family. And then I'm going to Croatia with you to How be are discussed. You? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Um, okay, yes. Uh, so uh, we've got another letter here. Uh, this is from Richard. Dear team and uniquely special guest, Milky Way Prince The Vampire Star was released on the major consoles last month. It is a game with mature themes that are atypical of video games, usual content, and it's great to see those themes tackled. The major platform should be commended for supporting this release, and I look forward to playing it. Is the industry and our favourite pastime reaching a point where it can be equally compared with other art forms that tackle these complex subjects? Or will gaming forever struggle to be thought of as anything other than childish? Literature and cinema ranges from cartoonish, literally in the case of the Beano and Minions, to the most serious subjects with diversity across the board, catering for near-infinite tastes. But the games industry seldom gets recognised for tackling such themes with the wider public, only knowing of Mario and Sonic. And then the industry shoots itself in the foot with how GTA and COD are depicted. But games like Fractured Minds and Sayonara Wild Hearts entertain and enlighten. Should I be encouraged that change is coming, or are games like Milky Way Prince Vampire Star a drop in a huge ocean of populist averageness? Apologies for the rambling email. The Discord app doesn't make editing easy. Take care. Richard, you have nothing to apologise for, Richard. That is an excellent letter. Yeah, I've not um, played Milky Way Prince. Um, I will absolutely have to look into it. I do think 
um, that the games that tackle uh, mature themes do tend to be the exception rather than the rule, which is why they're often so discussed when ones come along. Um, and often I get the sense that uh, they can remain under the radar. I mean, probably the highest profile uh, game which has serious themes running through it would be the Life is Strange games, um, which have done well um, from where I see. But generally, um, you know, just looking at Milky Way Prince now, um, when did it come out? In 2020? Yeah, it's um, 112 reviews. So, yeah, it, it doesn't look like it's got the recognition that it sounds like it deserves. Um, so thanks for the letter. And hopefully people listening to this will uh, go and check it out. As I mean, as, I, I, I know, like, yeah, there are definitely some games that I would consider, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, really important themes or difficult themes. Like uh, My Child Lebensborn, I think, does that in a really, really interesting way and a commercially successful way as well, no doubt. Uh, Greece as well is like a beautiful, uh, artsy you know, we talked last week about the the idea of a, a game that you could just play through and be treated as a movie. And I think Greece, if it was segmented down and some of the more gamey elements removed, I know that cheats around the editing part, but uh, would also be considered, you know, one of those cartoony movies that everyone says, oh, it's beautiful, you've got to go and see it. It's so stylishly produced. My, my feeling generally is, if you look at most media, the stuff that dominates to outsiders is kind of puerile and you know pointless um i read a review of thor blood and thunder uh which said yeah it's 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 great you know it's fine and it's funny and it's got these set pieces in that make you laugh but it gives you nothing like you you leave in exactly the same state as you entered you're not going to take anything away from that other than I had a nice time for, I don't know how long these things are, two and a half hours, too long is the answer. Um, And I I think that's true of of a lot of, you know, successful popular culture because it hits those bases that please the most people. And below that surface, it's like, how many things do you have that, yeah, do affect you? I I am certainly not, I, I mean, well, I will talk absolute. Um, I will I will be persistently mean about Marvel movies, but in a more general sense, I'm not being mean about that uh, segment of pop culture. I think it's important, and I think it's completely cool to go into something and not want something that changes your life, something that entertains you for two hours. I do that with video games all the time. I definitely don't want every game to make me think. Most of them, I want the opposite. I want to chew something for uh, you know a few hours and just zone out, and that's cool. But also, I do want stuff to make me think. Video games do that, and the un- undercurrent, I think, the segment of games that do that is getting larger. And as people who create games and play games age out into older demographics, um, I-, I think there'll be more more interesting experiences uh, that underlie, uh, that are the foundations of the bigger blockbusters, which, to me, yeah, are never going to change, are never going to be the ones that change the world. They're the ones that provide the cash flow to allow other developers to go out there and make games that change uh, change lives. Maybe. Maybe? Fingers crossed. <laughs> Uh, thank you for all your letters this week that was a super fun uh, bunch if you have anything you want to say to One Life Left you can email team at onelifeleft.com or you can drop something in the mailbag channel on the discord we're back this is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM we're a video game radio show this is the time when I don't do Simon Byron's Fast Five, assuming we have any other business. Oh, I just wanted to talk about how much I admire and respect you, Steve. <laughs> Are you going to develop this week, Simon? I am. Uh, I'm down on the Wednesday and back on the Thursday. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really busy at work at the moment. I was originally, I was originally going, going, going down on Tuesday, uh, but I cancelled that. Uh, last week when I realised on holiday uh, oh sorry in Cornwall when I was working uh, that I was running out of days so um, I'm sorry that I won't see you um, 
down there, but I am looking forward to it. Uh, I'm running the final session on Thursday with John. I thought you quit that. I, I do try and quit it every year. Oh. Um, so thanks for your support, Steve. Uh, no, but go- you know, you every. I'm sure I've heard that at least once before. Well, not the thanks for your support part, but the uh, the the you you know this is the last time I'm going to do it. This is it. One last job. Well, the truth is, Steve, that often I get myself into a right old tiz about uh, it, and it it sits in my head for a month or six weeks beforehand, <laughs> where I go, "What am I going to do? Is it going to be rubbish?" Is the CEO of a major games label going to complain to Microsoft about one of the jokes that I make? Um, and I get all worried about it. Um, anyway, what I did this year was I've made it super easy. So um, mm. we're going to be doing uh, video game games. So party games based with a video games twist. Um, I'm doing two rounds. Jonathan's doing two rounds. The two rounds I've got, uh, he said... Um, he gave me the easiest one and the hardest one. He said the easiest one to do was uh, charades, right? And I mean, that is easy, right? Just think yeah. of some game. Right? The other one, he said that he said, "Can you figure out a way of doing Wordle video games? Wordle." Ooh, I have figured it out, Steve, and I figured is it, it out take by games that have five letters in the title. Yes, but, but <laughs> no, but 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 you know, how do you how do you run that from right, the stage? Okay. Um, well, you run it, you... Steve. By go on. I would just ask the audience to guess a word. And, and then what? You colour them in by hand, or? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, oh, oh doing... you mean actually? How would you execute it? Yes. Well, I know how I'd execute it. I would get friend of the show Ed Jefferson to use his uh, Python knowledge to quickly knock Wordle up, which he's done already as letter or uh, a single letter version of Wordle. Uh, yeah, and I'd just run that on stage. Well, no need because someone's already done that on the internet. So, I've, so yeah, okay. it just gives you a very simple. <laughs> So, yeah, I'll be doing that uh, and it'll be fine. Um, so, yes. You know, look, Steve, it gets me a ticket, doesn't it? It gets me into the show. Yep, good for you. Uh, uh, I'm not going to the show. I am going to Brighton on Tuesday <laughs> uh, for fun. I'm going to see friends, as most people that develop do. Uh, go, hang out. Um, come home. And then come home <laughs> on the Wednesday. So maybe, maybe I'll catch you briefly in Brighton on the Wednesday. And uh, later in the month, there's no Marioki in London uh, this month, but we are going to Bristol. And we, I assume I just mean me, because uh, you're going to stand me up for that. Uh, but yeah, doing Marioki in what Bristol. What 27th-ish uh, of July. You know, the date you originally booked me for in Bristol. Uh, because, excitingly, um, we are going to a friend of the show's flat to watch the England cricket game. Uh, because his flat overlooks the county ground in Bristol, and I couldn't be more excited about that, or doing Marioki the next day. Uh, so, yeah, join the uh, One Life Left Discord if you want to see photos of both of those events. Great. Is that enough business to get us straight to the reviews without any of that nonsense that you threatened? Time for the reviews. Simon, I've I picked up my phone to uh, look what I've been playing this week because often I forget at this point. I have to look at my Steam library, but I've already remembered uh, what I've been playing. So you can ask me to go first if you want. Steve, what have you been playing? I have been playing Zachtronics Last Call BBS. Nice. Have you heard of it? Have you I have heard of it? it. Have you I, played it? Uh, I've heard of it and I've looked at it. I've not played it because it's 15 quid. So it is uh, a simulation of a kind of past future space where you receive a computer as a gift and that is set up to call into a bbs a bbs being a bulletin board system which is how people of a certain age uh used to talk to each other before the internet uh sort of in the mid 90s and download files download games uh you will have experienced it simon because I'm sure you had to download stuff for the ones cover disc. I did. So we used to use exactly a BBS for that sort of thing. Yeah. And it was uh, compiled by a man called Kenny in Liverpool. <laughs> so this is, uh, uh, you You switch on the computer. It looks like a kind of mid-90s bespoke PC, I guess. You see the desktop and you connect to a bulletin board. You hear the sound of the modem and then you can download Uh, I think there's eight different experiences. There are a couple of other things and some secrets, I'm sure, to discover. And those experiences are all 
Zaktronics light experiences. Uh, when I say light, I guess I mean smaller because I don't imagine any of them are as fully featured or as long as the previous experiences. But I certainly don't mean light um, in intellectual challenge. Uh, there's a, w- a wide range of things on there. Uh, there's a solitaire game, I like solitaire, uh, and I have mastered that already. There are a couple of the Zaktronics very uh, in his genre of building circuit board machines. So you are given a challenge to build a chip that does this and you have to use components to, to put them on a circuit board to make that happen. And then there are some really esoteric ones. And it, uh, one of them is some kind of flesh sculpting thing where there's no explanation of what you're doing. It's a very artsy mid-90s PC game. And there's a Japanese magical drop style action puzzle game which is brilliantly and beautifully executed. And there is as well, uh, and this is my favourite, a model kit building simulation where you clip bits of giant robots from plastic frames and then plug them in together and spray paint them so you can spray paint them and then plug them in together and then apply little decals uh, to to the robots. I've definitely had 15 quid worth of value just from that. It's very, very calming. But there are only three of them to build, uh, I think, unless there's a way of unlocking more. And um, yeah, so in that sense, it feels a little slight. Indeed, I'd rather there was more of the Solitaire game as well. Uh, but there's a nice underlying narrative uh, brilliantly uh, placed in there. You unlock little notes about you know, the person who owned the system before you, uh, why, what these games meant to them. And yeah, it's just beautifully, beautifully put together. If you like puzzle games and you like that kind of package, uh, like the sound of this, then you'll definitely, definitely like that game. Seven out of ten. I just point out my comment about the £15. I mean, obviously, I, I'm sure it's worth £15, but I've been buying sh- stupid bargains at <laughs> Steam sale where yeah. everything has been so cheap yep. uh, that I did look at it and I thought, well, hang on a minute, you, you've just bought a Call of Duty that you're never going to play for £11. <laughs> um... So, uh, two things. I finished Deathloop, Steve. Finished it. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, what a clever game. Uh, so good. Um, and, you know, what they did brilliantly um, in um, the premise, which is where you have to uh, kill uh, six, I think it is, visionaries in one day. And you, you have to do it in a certain order. You have to manipulate their behavior a bit in, in order to get them in places that will enable you to kill six across four locations. Uh, but the last run that you do, that you know is the final one, because the day, this, the day, uh, if you fail, the day re- re- resets. It's such clever, and it makes you. But by that point, you're incredibly powerful. But the risks are so great. And I went into the what I knew was the final mission of the day with uh, a number of visionaries to get, and I've never felt tenser. Um, <laughs> I, I had a brilliant time. Um, seven out of ten. Um, and then I've just started. I've undered about where to go next on the Steam Deck. Uh, so I finished uh, Deathloop down in Cornwall. Uh, you know, having played it on a flight in Sweden, etc. That's the beauty of the Steam Deck. Um, I've now started on for, uh, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, um, the oh, wow. respawn okay. game. So uh, I reviewed that down. some time ago, didn't I? Yes, you did, Steve. And so I'm interested in you know how it holds up these days because we all remember <laughs> fondly what you had to say about it. Um, it inter- so it's a game I already own, right? It was given away by. Um, Amazon Prime Gaming last Christmas. I own it on the Xbox or what have you. I tried installing it on the Steam Deck via the Origin launcher and it was it didn't run particularly well. Um some of the controller mapping wasn't um wasn't straightforward. So I just bought it on Steam Steve for 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 8 pounds. And so I paid for the convenience. Um and it it does it runs better. It's smoother. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know whether that's a thing or whether that's something I'm doing in my head to justify mm. the eight pound purchase, which I would have refunded if, if it hadn't been noticeably different. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's Star Wars. Is it Star? I like Star Wars. It's a Tomb Raider game. I like Tomb Raider. It's a melee combat game. I'm not very good at those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sort of finding my way through it. It's a Dark Souls game in terms of ripping off the bonfires uh, that when you rest, it, re- it re- all the enemies respawn. I'm not very good at the Dark Souls games, but uh, yeah, so far, okay. I'm, I'm on to the second or third planet, I think, um, and I'm having a pretty decent time. I got to, I think, the second planet or something, but I was definitely 
annoyed by it right from the tutorial. The, I loved the intro moment with the music mm. and the zoom yeah. into the thing, but that tutorial where it just ran you through the stuff that every tutorial does in a really, what I thought was quite a clumsy shoehorned, now you've got to slide down this slide like thing, just, I don't know. You know when something sets your mind into a, I've decided now to not like you, and I think it was always going to struggle to come back from that. It's obviously a beautifully put together uh, piece. But it triggered my grumpiness early. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Maybe when you get a Steam Deck XD and you can play it wherever you like, uh, maybe your opinion will change. I, I bet I bought so much in a Steam sale. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. But there we go. I, I, I need never buy a game again, Steve. I think that's fair to say. And of course, as I mentioned earlier, back on Noita and um, trying to do the daily runs on that and... Yeah, it's still brilliant. I genuinely think probably one of the best games of the decade. Seven out of ten. Good stuff. Uh, let me go, Steve. I need to. I need to open the doors. I need to take my top <laughs> off. I need to flap at my privates. Please. <laughs> what a note down. to end on. What a <laughs> note to end on. All right. Uh, thank you, Simon. Thank you to everyone who's listened today. Thank you, of course, to Resonance One Hundred Four Point Four FM, and we will see you all next week but until then goodbye, goodbye.